0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's time to turn it up with your new favorite podcast, Expeditiously with T.I. here on Podcast One. Join the rapper, entrepreneur, family man, and activist, also actor, as he bridges the gap and sheds light on important social topics and much more in an authentic, eyebrow-raising dialogue that might make you want to pull out your dictionary download new episodes of expeditiously with ti every week on apple podcasts and podcast one yahoo has officially released their week one daily fantasy football contest they have a one million dollar contest for week one with no management fee that's what you're looking for and hundred thousand dollars to first place meaning more money goes back to you the players they're pro player as are we 10 entry max you're not going to be playing against people who are sitting behind a spreadsheet auto generating 150 lineups like other sites yahoo has a $100,000 guaranteed contest so there are lots of prizes out there for week one if you're just getting started with daily fantasy football you don't need to be intimidated join free to enter the yahoo cup and play all season long there's $150,000 in weekly and season long prizes for free and if you get a perfect lineup one million dollars. We're all about perfection. Head to Yahoo.com/slash/daily fantasy and get started. In the dark you shine. Merry Christmas! It's finally here we've I, waited a long time for this day we have uh, it's we've, we've been forced to watch baseball games uh i yep. watched tennis last night you also, not on purpose you you consumed a, an inordinate amount of las
1: vegas aces games yep. doing co- yeah while coding in the middle of the night
0: that uh, that was taking a, a turn for the <laughs> worse there to start <laughs> off um it's been uh it's always the build-up to the the regular season starting to me always feels like when I was a kid, and you know Christmas is right around the corner, and it gets to Christmas Eve, and you just that's like the best thing. You're so excited; it's almost there, and we get to start off with Bears Packers tonight. How football is that? By the way, it is. It's perfect. There's yeah. nothing better. It was than chilly
1: out off. this morning. That's what I- it was. Uh, so. It was amazing,
0: right? I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm really excited. The you brought up the chilliness factor in being on the West Coast for the majority of my life. You don't kinda get that first yeah. like little bit of crispness, but you if you feel it, you know it you well, know what's happening, and, you know fall's coming.
1: growing up in the Midwest my whole life, right? So like there it was very thick on week one. It was always like a little chillier. Mm-hmm. Last year was actually a warm fall in cincinnati so i didn't like feel it i that's what i uh, attribute our picks in september being poor last year <laughs> that's too, what it was 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 the lack of uh footballness in, in cincinnati in the fall last year
0: all right so we've got a quick zeke and goff conversation because obviously those things just happened in the past couple of days and bear talking about we'll do a little bit of bears packers because the game is tonight yeah. um and it's going to be i'm very excited for it you know it's been a while since a bears packers game has been this exciting, and then we're going to do a live lock of the week discussion, as we did last year. We bet on the lock of the week every every week. Anything we win, we're given to charity because we need karma on our side. Charitable,
1: charitable people.
0: <laughs> we need karma on our side. Plus, for me, and I think you're the same way. You're just so competitive. You just want to do well, right? You root for the math working. That's the key. The competitiveness. The win is enough. I don't need the money. I'll happily give it away. Um, the win is, is plenty. So we'll do a lock of the week, and then we'll close out with a little Cincy mm-hmm. Y. So Zeke and Goff, which one do you want to start off with?
1: Let's talk about Goff, because I think the Zeke thing, we already took a moratorium on talking about running backs. True. We may or may not have broken that a few times. But let's talk not about me. Goff. Not me. Because Goff clearly, I mean, it's one of those things where he's – he certainly like helped that offense have a very good season last year mm-hmm. but he's not without warts um and now you're buying into him right the thing that a rookie deal does is it affords you some uncertainty but now you essentially have to be pretty certain about him they just signed tyler higby this morning to a, a a deal that makes him one of the richer tight ends in the league although tight end is such a uh there's a it's not it's a
0: shallow position in the NFL right now so well, maybe that's Los Angeles it's a shallow town that's true emphasis uh, on the tight end out there um wow uh so
1: so I don't know I think like in relation to everything else the girly contract being what it is yeah um obviously the cooks contract, no longer the highest paid running back. the cooks contract being what it is the lack of first round picks the last few years um you know the the decision on Marcus Peters eventually uh, Donald's contract. Like there's just the bill is going to come due at one point mm-hmm. here for the Los Angeles Rams, and not to say that you know we we always sort of like tiptoed around the idea of moving on from him. Once you sort of see what the bill is, you're like, holy crap, that's that's a lot, and and now he really needs to be he needs to take a step forward. He can't just be
0: who he has been the last two years. Well, he, it's it's a separation of. Goff and McVeigh. Who are you going to give the credit to? Goff was atrocious under an awful offensive regime with Jeff Fisher, but last season, top five grade from a clean pocket. Um, he he had obviously a high rate of positively graded throws because that offense made a lot of them available. to play action getting deep downfield, and he actually avoided you know negatively graded plays at about a league average rate. It wasn't mm-hmm. you know um, he wasn't Pat Mahomes, wasn't Drew Brees there, but the key with Goff seems to be. The McVeigh system schemes clean pockets. And if that continues, then you get a top five guy from a clean pocket, and that happens 75% of the time. That's probably worth it, because this contract yeah. is high now, but in three years it won't be. So I, I'm on the fence with whether I would actually want to keep Golf, but from an organizational standpoint, you have to do this at this point. Interesting. Because you bought, you bought into everything you, else. You certainly have, and. Yeah. And they're in they're in a tenuous spot. So they're not the Rams are not the. It a good example of this. Um, they're not an established organization, right? Like the Eagles will always have fans that just like live. Oh and sure, die, sure, right? sure. But in Los Angeles, they are fighting for relevance, and they are building a new stadium. And winning now has a higher return on investment than setting themselves up to let's say be most successful over like a ten year run. If they don't capitalize in the next four to five years it doesn't matter yeah so i I think my only
1: pushback to that has been that (laughs) in la you need both right so because we've had i mean the you know the rams in the 70s were a perennial contender they made a super bowl they were they were even in the nfc championship game all the way until 1989 and by 94 they were gone right like they you know the rams not only need to be very good they need to be consistently good and my only question is does this give rise to consistently good now the the pushback to that is what we just saw this last week this last couple of weeks is andrew luck retiring because if you see andrew luck we didn't even expect andrew luck to be on that list of eight quarterbacks that's gone we thought it would be rivers we thought it would be Roethlisberger mm-hmm. we thought it would be brady uh breeze right but if the league becomes more like it was historically where the set of elite quarterbacks contains four players instead of eight or nine or ten then there is space i think for teams to have a middling quarterback and be consistently good as long as the rest of the stuff is is good right like in the nfl now if you have a middling quarterback and as we saw this with minnesota last year we saw it with a bunch of atlanta atlanta's better quarterback but if you have a middling quarterback and the rest of your team regresses you 're buried because right. you 're just not competing with uh, week for week with the breezes, the Bradys, all that kind of stuff in five years from now we might there 's a good chance that that set of quarterbacks might be less, and in which case the Rams could compete even with golf uh, The point you bring up about l a is is very good it, it, they need to grab that city and keep them as their fan base because it's difficult to fill an NFL stadium for 8 weeks, let alone they need to fill it for 16 weeks if you count the Chargers in that same stadium, and that's going to be tough and I think you know, I think that goes into the
0: calculus here. Well, if you're conditioning on, hey, Goff is our guy, we're going to sign him, you do it now and so that's yeah. supposed later and the same argument falls for Wentz in Philly. Interesting thing
1: about Goff. So, we know that passer rating we know that grade all that kind of stuff under pressure is unstable mm-hmm. Goff is three seasons running as one of the worst quarterbacks <laughs> in the nfl under atrocious. pressure and the thing it's that scares me a little bit is that he's invited pressure at a higher rate you know it, it, it continues to increase in terms of the sacks <laughs> he was charged himself with 10 sacks last year mm-hmm. so that's something where i'm a little bit nervous in terms of his uh, evolution as a passer in terms of you know the the type of nature he has in the pocket is he going to be as he gets older is he going to be, become more of a Brady or a Breeze that is Roethlisberger that is untouched because of his own nature um so far I think that's a
0: slim chance but you know if he can improve uh, that would be a place to do it yeah I mean Roethlisberger guy like just doesn't take sacks yeah. which often gets kind of swept under the rug I mean his time to throw consistently over the past two years has been above the league average a lot of that is those longer developing play action you know that that scheme that McVay runs um to me last season was mis uh miscalibrated by most mischaracterized by both sorry uh by most sorry that Todd Gurley was the reason everything fell apart right he got injured all of a sudden you know teams just like didn't care about um the run game and play action faded the real key, I think, was Cooper Cup going down. That mm-hmm. Cooper Cup w- gave Jared Goff a sense of security because of how he plays the wide receiver position. You hear about the, you hear about this with Edelman a lot. Edelman was a quarterback, runs routes with a quarterback's mindset, and the quarterback loves that. And Cooper Cup is the same way, and provides Goff that. This feeling of confidence that honestly the jeff fisher regime probably eroded to the point where it didn't really exist with with cup on the field they were the number one passing offense yeah. in terms of yards per play without him on the field it fell by about four yards to what would have been worse than the raiders about 5.2 yards per pass play cup is the key and if they can if he can remain healthy i think that gives goff the maybe the confidence he needs to start working on on being better in the pocket but i would legitimately be concerned i mean if you you just can't be such an an abysmal quarterback under pressure because eventually you're gonna have to make a play
1: well it just seems like that offense and as good as it is right that offense requires so many things it's why i don't think that offense will work anywhere else frankly because (laughs) like when i look at green bay i look at tennessee last season i look at uh I look, you know, yeah, San Francisco's a little bit different. But, again, you have a genius running that offense. There's so many moving parts that need to be – the plates that need to be spun in the right, at the right calibrations. And, like, McVay is so good that he's able to do that for 10-plus games. But the moment that somebody went down, you move Josh Reynolds on the outside, uh, Robert Woods plays the slot. Like, the, it it flipped, it flipped the thing over. Like, mm-hmm. it is – if I McVeigh, I wonder this offseason how do I make that offense more stable with respect to perturbations? Because what it was is last year very good but very unstable uh, with respect to perturbations. If they if they make it more you know less dependent on specific players doing specific things, they'll probably be fine. If it's more tailored to that, we might see that because there's no guarantee that any of these players don't get hurt again, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the hard part.
0: Correct. All right, Zeke. Now the highest-paid running back in the NFL, eclipses Todd Gurley. Were you surprised?
1: No. I, I, I Frankly, I'm surprised that Dallas held out so long and sort of proud, frankly.
0: Uh, oh, so you're <laughs> counting it. All the things that Jerry said about you don't need a rushing champion to win the Super Bowl, was he being real with that, or do you think it was just sort of a negotiation tactic? Because that gave me hope, too. It was like, yeah. hey, here's an owner that... Um, has done the research and listens to the right people and is actually going to make a maybe non-popular play that makes sense math math wise
1: well and and i think ultimately it just it just comes down to he was certainly weighing what the people that think the way that we do think (laughs) right um and 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 i think you know I, i can't get over this the last time that a running back held out for him They lost two games, and he came back and won the MVP in 14 games, Mm -hmm. and they won the Super Bowl. And I think that was the second-to-last Super Bowl they won. So, like, I don't have those experiences, right? And so I can't relate necessarily to that, like, nostalgia. Dallas has not been good since then, since those glory days. They have not, you know, even sniffed a Super Bowl since. Jerry's thinking, you know, like, he's just got all these sort of things rolling through his head that, you know, I, I, I thought it was inevitable that they would sign Zeke. I did not think it would be this high. And so a lot of the <laughs> I was a little disappointed, but ultimately I was somewhat proud that they just didn't like hand them the contract right away. You know, I thought that it was good that we had this discussion for as long as we did.
0: It would be very interesting to see how that that contract matures, especially after they presumably well, signed Dak Prescott. So
1: what are they going to do? Because honestly, if you look at them, they it, they have done everything the reverse order that we would do it. Right? Because sure. if you look at that Cause they, they still haven't signed Byron Jones. <laughs> they haven't signed Byron Jones. They haven't signed Amari Cooper. They haven't yeah. signed the quarterback. Right? Yeah. It, it, like, you would rather them sign up Dak for the, a lot of the same reasons that the Rams, we were okay with the sure. Rams signing Goff before any of this, but they signed linebacker, right tackle, running back. And, and Lawrence. And defensive end, which defensive end, that's not egregious, but his contract was huge. Humongous. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm I'm very bearish on the Cowboys this year, not not and and not necessarily because of Zeke. Zeke was putting us in this weird position of like, you know, Dallas really <laughs> us being bearish on Dallas, but sort of kind of wanting to see Dallas do well with Tony Pollard too. Yeah. And like now we're not we're not conflicted that way. Well,
0: you get a lot of misinformation if you go on Twitter. Shockingly, about the Zeke Elliott thing, it's very easy to conflate the bad play that Dak experienced when Tyron Smith went out which happened to coincide with when Zeke was not playing as well and so you can skew the numbers pretty easily to make it seem like wow Zeke's off the field and Dak just you know is a total failure Um, and what's really interesting is if you control for Tyron Smith being out the yards per play the success of the offense doesn't change what does what is interesting is that they run play action like 10% less often with Zeke Without
1: Zeke. Without Zeke, okay.
0: And were way worse. Yet somehow, so a situation that most teams use to like bolster their offensive production, they were way worse in without Zeke, yet somehow overalls and offense were the same. And to me, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, hey, without, without our star back there, we can't use play action as yeah. much. And if we do, you know, okay. God help us, we're... We're in trouble. It also shows
1: you how random play-action plays are, yeah. right? Because they're just higher – the ball – the throws down the are more down the field. The variance is higher. The chance that just by by your randomness alone, you're going to get a lower yards per play in play-action is higher than like a traditional drop-back yep. pass. Uh, but that, that is interesting. It was funny that every single – So, you know, uh, our friend Ben Baldwin posted that article that we had about Zeke's grade last year and how it was in the bottom 20. And, like, you know, basically I'll just say fumbles and he didn't break a lot of tackles relative to – Uh, public perception but then everybody has a retort oh people stack the box with zeke well actually that's not true they're like a bottom half of the league in terms of facing stacked boxes oh well you know uh he's still more effective than the backups it's like well no actually demarco murray's 2014 season was the best running back season dallas has had in a decade
0: let's talk about darren mcfadden and And like
1: and like and so it's like every retort about zeke it it can be rebuffed right and and it's to me it's like okay well like what does zeke have to do like that's a good question what does zeke have to do for us to be convinced that this is that this is real like that zeke has a real tangible effect over replacement uh at the running back position what does he have to do probably catch
0: probably catch 100 passes down the field yeah like, like like not
1: eight out of four yeah and, Dal- um, and Dallas be good despite Zeke. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do. To me, it's hard because, like, we've literally spun every yarn about Zeke, and now we just, like, I- I'm at a loss, really.
0: I was watching Center last night, and they did a bit on why Zeke is so important to the offense. And I always think the way that, you know, people kind of – massage numbers to make it seem important was was interesting and they cited a couple of interesting ones my favorite which is percentage of teams like scrimmage yards gained or whatever which is just an indictment on the offense being atrocious has nothing to do like okay let's throw that one out another one was number of first downs gained and i was like okay but that's a good stat that that's but i still think it's tricky right because it's like all right. Well, if you just want, it's like when I play Madden. and I like a player. I yeah. want him to pick up all the yards. So I like, you know, I'm just yeah. trying to get this guy. You know, so they give him these opportunities to rack up these counting stats and rack up the proportion of the offense stats, but it's not actually helping their offense, mm-hmm. which is really what we need to be looking at.
1: I think ultimately, and we'll talk about the Dallas game later. Ultimately, when you look at the Cowboys, a couple things that a couple things need to be said. Their offense wasn't particularly good last year. Nope. Um, and after Amari Cooper joined the team, they went something like eight and two, but had a negative point differential. So, See so they're, they're this is a we're we're basing publicly we're basing a lot of our opinions about the Dallas Cowboys based upon the fact they finished ten and six last year, and Zeke led the league in rushing, and and it, that's not really the reality.
0: I've got a, I've got two interesting things for you. If they don't make the Amari Cooper trade. Continue to go bad. Do they leverage everything for Kyler Murray and sign? lincoln riley to some astronomical contract just throwing that out there there's a there's the potential that that was the worst thing to ever happen to the cowboys the second thing was what the eagles did which was maybe they didn't even offer it maybe they just floated it out there but apparently they offered uh jordan howard and like a mid-round pick bag of baseballs hey look i just i got halfway through the sparkling water it's room temperature uh and it's flat you want it (laughs) <laughs> All right, we'll take Melvin Gordon in exchange. And the the irony of offering literally pennies for a running back that was better than Zeke last year, yeah. the day that Zeke gets made the highest paid running back in the NFL, and ironically does not change the scope of the NFC East in the slightest, right? The Eagles still, uh, in, in our opinion, in, after our simulations, clearly the favorite. There's yeah, no yeah. change there make this sort of troll move which i think is hilarious all right let's talk a little bit about bears packers okay and i want to keep this kind of quick because there is a video you can go check out where we started to jump into the betting uh number for both the spread and the total actually they're both kind of interesting but this is a very interesting game on both sides of the offense the first is the bears with trubisky and Nagy. we see this for round two round one was good from a results standpoint. But from a process standpoint, for Trubisky, bottom five in the NFL in negatively graded plays and uncatchable throw rate, things that are generally stable. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of things, it's Aaron Rodgers who most people think is a god, but last season sets the record for combined sacks and throwaways.
1: Yeah, and I think you know that article that came out about McCarthy and the Packers and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, painted it painted McCarthy in a in a bat with a bad brush. But frankly. It made Aaron Rodgers look pretty bad, too, right. it, it, sort of the, in the, this person that, that can't be worked with. And so I think that—and honestly, my, my number one question about this NFL season is, was Aaron Rodgers the catalyst for that dysfunction or a recipient? Um, and, I, and it starts tonight against a very good Bears defense, despite the fact they lost a defensive coordinator and two members of their starting secondary. I still think they'll be a solid group. Um, Packers not as good of an offensive line as they've had historically. They had one of the best in the league a few years ago, especially mm-hmm. in pass blocking. Um, receiving core is is diminished substantially. Um, don't really have a tight end to speak of. Jimmy Graham sort of over the hill. So there's a lot there's a lot of questions about Rodgers that he, that I'm not saying they're unfair, but he's going to be judged this season on, with a very weak deck of cards, you know, and and, and so we am a little worried about that in terms of offensively. And I think the Bears, you know, defensively generated a lot of turnovers last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll probably regress. But Trubisky threw a lot of turnover with he plays that were not capitalized on. So when you think about this total, for example,
0: forty-six and a half.
1: I think the defenses are going to be I think if there were no such thing as turnovers in the NFL, this would be a good under game. The issue I have is there might be enough turnovers to give enough defensive or special teams touchdowns where this is dicey.
0: Interesting. So I'm going to go the other way, which is to say this: the if there's was one thing we know about Aaron Rodgers, come hell or high water, this man is not going to throw interceptions. It's going to, you know, he'll do anything to avoid the interception. He avoided the middle of the field last year, and I would presume in large part because he didn't trust his receivers, and that's where unlucky interceptions happen mm-hmm. between the numbers. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Packers offense not look fantastic because the Lafleur rodgers thing, like their offensive schemes are diametrically opposed, right? One, a lot of play action. Aaron Rodgers doesn't run a lot of play action, right? One attack's over the middle of the field. Aaron Rodgers didn't like to do that with this this receiving core last year. So I don't think he puts the ball up for grabs. And I think the Bears have the advantage of Nagy is a brilliant play caller. And he's going to leverage that in those first fifteen plays, where the Bears and Trubisky are a top ten offense, and he's going to put some points on the the board early. And then they're going to say, "Look, just going to try and shut We're it just down, going to clamp
1: it down." Right. Rodgers is going to be dump off champion for the rest of the game. Yeah.
0: So if I have to take one side of this game, it's not Bears minus three. Even though there's, you know, that that would be the side I think I have to go on, but I think it would actually be the under. Even though I absolutely hate
1: unders. the play. The play, frankly, was the play. The play could have been packers at four four and a half early sure. in the off season but now Which that it's is at, not the case anymore. now that it's at three uh yeah i mean and here's the thing with the floor like i said about mcveigh when you didn't invent it it's hard to adapt it yep and so when when you know when having to adapt that offense to rogers i don't think it's going to be particularly smooth
0: it, it might work it might but there's no there's no reason to believe yeah. that it's just gonna start off on the right foot. I mean it wasn't certainly wasn't good in, in um, Tennessee. Here's the last thing. This you you always say this, right? It's like well, we passed a lot last year and we didn't do well, so well, clearly we need to run more. Yeah. Packers passed the most in the NFL last season, and I would assume that they kind of go, Oh, look, we just gotta run the ball more, that's the key. And what you end up doing with that is running in situations where you shouldn't as opposed to just saying, hey, let's actually analyze the situations where we should have run mm-hmm. in you know, short yardage situations where the Packers still were the most pass heavy offense and just wholesale say mm-hmm. we're going to run the ball more, which um, would slow well, the game down. Obviously. And
1: Lafleur had LeFleur didn't have success last year in Tennessee, but when they had success, it was running the ball. With Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Yeah.
0: All right, Bears Packers. We have a video out on it. You can go check it out on the YouTube and leave some great comments. Yeah, that's, just that's the place. Talk um,
1: about how our shirts kind of match today.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, fire and fury. Yeah, you've really been stepping up your game. Yeah, now. I have
1: my wife. My wife
0: bought me a ton of clothes, so you know. <laughs> I didn't think you went out and bought them. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, we do need to talk about. I mean, look, if you're going to manscape you might as well also have some nice clothing. Yep, yep, yep. And if you need to manscape, you want to go to Manscaped because yeah. they're pretty awesome. And they're a sponsor. It, there's there's a lot of, I would say, fishy coincidence about you all of a sudden dressing nicer and us getting some Manscaped material. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. We, uh... <laughs> you weren't ready for that one. It's okay. Um, there's an important non-football... Well, actually, I shouldn't say non-football because if you love football then you also care about being a man and a part of being a man is is manscaping i just don't understand how anyone could show up on sunday ready to watch football unkept unkept and yeah. so you need what you really need is you need precision engineered tools yep. just like nfl teams yep. precise concepts offensively and defensively to protect the family jewels, and that's where Manscaped. Thank God.
1: Well, and the thing about Manscaped that's important, you know, like the lawnmower, right? At my house, I pay somebody to cut my grass, right? Right, and that and that's an ex- a socially acceptable thing.
0: You can't do the same
1: thing for no. your balls.
0: You no. can't. You can't trust the idea that you would spend this time picking your lineups with with care, that you would take care of your own home, but when it comes to yourself yep you're just gonna say throw your hands up is is ridiculous and i'll be honest with you uh, i was using manscaped products before they were a sponsor and the reason i was was i was legitimately curious i was like how has no one made something specifically to scape the various parts of the body that are important Uh and they did and so i bought into the product um it's great. So they have the lawnmower 2.0. It, they have skin safe technology because. Because it's important. Because keeping your skin safe is rather important. Well, as
1: football players know you can't just be running around there with infections and stuff. It'll it'll screw with your
0: ability to play. Look, if you think I'm going to sit through 10 hours of Sunday football. Sweating over the pit With pain, with, you know, with a band aid on my nuts, it ain't happening. Yeah. No. So, uh,. Actually, I don't even know if that would work, but I've never had to deal with it because Manscaped is Because exists. Manscaped, right. Uh, no, no joke. It's at, like, you need to check it out. Manscaped.com. You can use the code FORECAST, F-O-R-E, CAST, to get 20% off and free shipping. Um, they offer more than just the lawnmower Mower 2.0. They've got uh, some good, like, deodorant, some toner. Um, they have a razor if you want to clean up, um, you know, other parts of the body as well um i personally use the anti-chafing ball deodorant quite often uh i was traveling this past weekend it was hot i was chilling you don't want to sit next to somebody at an airplane without the, the ball no <laughs> look i'm the guy that wipes down the seat with an antiseptic <laughs> wipe so i don't die when i land uh so obviously i'm going to take care of myself uh promo code forecast manscape.com if you don't do it i honestly don't know how you could exist fanscape check it out all right uh we're gonna do the lock of the week here in a second before we do want to remind you guys um college has already started uh and if you can grit through the college football saturday i i really can't it's not something that i can put myself through you do a much better job of it than i do but if you're going to you probably want to check out uh college green line with an elite subscription you get it every single fbs game um even if you don't like placing 100 bets (laughs) a week it's a really useful tool if you're going to watch college football if you're going to play you know college dfs um regardless of what level of fan you are college green line gives you some tools to make that experience more enjoyable so check it out with an elite subscription
1: our friend ben brown wrote an article last week with his you know best plays last week ben uh stuck his neck out in eight games including one parlay uh he went six and two um, the parlay hit with a, a Texas over at the last minute, which was so. I think he ran good a little bit. He had the Stanford minus six and a half, mm-hmm. which scored that t- defensive touchdown. It's but, beautiful, but granted. So uh, Ben does a great job. His his power rankings article is terrific. So. Basically, this idea is like, you know, we have a lot of college information. We're starting to give it more out. If you are a college football fan, this is the thing for you. Uh, as George said, uh, you know, <laughs> try not to bet all the games, you know, but like, there, there's a, there, if, if you're a Nebraska fan, there's a Nebraska game for you. If you're, you know, if you like to bet Boise last week on the money line, you would have won. Uh, that was the recommendation we had. So uh, just, just a lot of fun. And, and, I, and I can assure you over the course of the next year or so, we'll have more college content for the folks that like it. Um and this is and Green Line's just the start of that.
0: Yeah, a couple of big games this week. So check it out. And lead subscription is what you need. All right, lock of the week. Now, this is an important conversation for two reasons. The first is, as we did last year, we are going to donate our winnings from the lock of the week to the charity of our choices. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I was doing last year, which is children. Uh, cancer research i would mix it up i would do like ronald mcdonald house one week a couple of other places i have some friends that work at um, some different uh, places in los angeles that i donated to what are you going with
1: uh the international justice mission again
0: again i like it and the reason we kind of have to double down is that we did this last year but we weren't nearly as successful last year on the lock of the week as we were the prior season. Yeah. So hopefully we can right the ship uh, this year and actually donate a little bit more money. The second reason this is important is that some of you maybe may made the smart decision to join the super contest. If you haven't, I actually think you can still do it flights to vegas happen to run uh you can h- hit up a proxy service footballcontest.com. i'm sure they would accommodate you um i think you can do it through saturday um when the when the cutoff is for oh sure you, week don't one, this first week. you don't have to do this first game um and it's five picks a week so every pick really matters mm-hmm. so our lock of the week is usually ends up unless the line is like way different in the super contest in this so this is important
1: yeah so we're 25 19 and one last few years uh below 500 last year
0: which <laughs> but, one stings the
1: most oh well our three picks of the week in weeks two three and four all went to overtime last year and we lost yep. all of them so yep. those three were like obviously atrocious and then frankly last you know in the playoffs we started out really well and then we had saints minus three i think Mm -hmm. which would have pushed an adjust world uh and then and then lastly we finished nicely on i think it was new england minus a half Half. a point first half so you know uh but let's let's uh let's take a gander i are we gonna are we we have to pick it from the article today yeah so you can
0: check out we we have our our article up there we argue about which side of the pick is the right one to, to take and we side with the math and that that rules the day but it's a decent article my jokes are bad your jokes are at least you put effort into them so there's that um but you want to check it out on pff.com it's a fun read and i think some of these games are worth discussing so let's start with um which one you want to start with
1: let's talk rams uh panthers
0: all right i have a feeling you're gonna like this one and you're going to push for this one. You're going to want to push your chips into the into the table with Rams. Well, our friend... Minus two and a half.
1: I, I, I said on Twitter probably a month and a half ago that I did not like the Carolina Panthers this year. And I got pushback from our friends in the industry, namely Evan Silva. Uh-oh. Um, Big Evan uh, got after Establish so, the run. By Establish the way, run.
0: check it out. Not only is Evan obviously heading that whole thing up, but... Good friend Josh Herm's right. also contributed. He does his
1: uh, Air Yards model for that. Um,
0: I heard he's also providing uh, tutorials on how to run your Twitter well.
1: Josh is very good at Twitter. He yeah. also apparently is very good at cooking.
0: I've heard it helps, right, to be successful to have a nice home <laughs> yeah. and a man cave. <laughs> I've heard those things all
1: help. Um, so yeah, uh, so for me, it's for me, Carolina, uh, Carolina added players up front, right? Mm-hmm. Brian Burns, uh, Gerald McCoy, um, Bruce Irvin, although, come on. And and they already have Lou Keekly and then Shaq Thom- Thompson to play linebacker. They did lose Thomas Davis this year. Um, they're secondary, though. Aside from acquiring Trey Boston, they are basically hoping and praying that, th- that guys like Ross Cockrell work out at nickel or guys like uh, Bradbury at corner. Um, Dante Jackson, we liked him coming out, but again... Like you're just if make, that's your if that's, that's your, your hope like and prayer <laughs> right? hope
0: and prayer. No, I, I'm I'm totally. So with I think you the, on this.
1: they're bottom ten defense last year in yards per play, EPA allowed, etc. Cetera, etc. They were bad, and yep. and pass rush can help, but you if you can't cover, teams are going to exploit you, and so. Obviously the Rams have had all offseason to think about this game. They were kicked in the teeth in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. pulled their you know, bell Belichick pulled Sean McVay's pants down for three hours on a February afternoon, which just you just don't like to see it. You hate and, to see that. It's and, a tough scene, man. And you you know that he's gonna come out with the, the banger of all game plans you have to
0: and this and and this is the team to do it
1: against. and i hate and i hate that they're road and i hate that they're favored but they're not they're favored by less than a field goal right now i mean there's Mm -hmm. been money on carolina which i understand at plus three in a west coast to east coast noon game type of thing but at this point in time like i think it just adds up too much for the rams for me especially given the fact that cam newton two
0: weeks ago's foot was in a boot yep well, here's the thing. The Rams, I have not, I'm have i not worried that the Rams are going to be an explosive offense. They get Cooper cut back. I already mentioned how much better they were with him than without him last season. The motivation factor is obviously there, and the Panthers can't cover anybody. Couldn't cover me if I were out there running around. So, um, So that's great. The second part of it is if you're going to compete with the Rams, you've got to be an explosive offense. And that's the opposite of what the Panthers seem to be doing. Cam Newton is injured you're probably not going to run him into the ground in week one i would think so he has to drop back and and throw the ball yeah and his average up the target just been plummeting like a rock and is still not a very accurate quarterback so if there's anything that i am excited about it's explosive offense on one side and not explosive offense on the other He was somebody
1: that came when i was doing fantasy projections that always popped up and it would frustrate me to no end but i think i've convinced myself to buy into it okay Clay Matthews. Oh. So we're talking about a defense. right? Sacks are sort of this thing that's like, it not, it's not the signal, right? It's the noise. Yep. That defense, you have Eric Weddle now, right? Uh-huh. He's a great coverage player. John Johnson, also a very good safety. You have three good corners in Nikhil Roby Coleman, Marcus Peters, and Aqib Tlaib. Um, They're going to make quarterbacks hang on to the ball incrementally longer. You have Aaron Donald up the middle, who is the best player in the NFL. I think there are going to be quarterbacks that are going to roll into Clay Matthews all season, and we've seen historically from guys like Dwight Freeney, sure. um, you know, Cameron Wake. Even, point, guys that like Terrell Suggs this year for Arizona. Guys that are older pass rushers, mm-hmm. if they are well managed, can have these silly sack seasons. And to me, like, I, I, I you
0: know I, you know Wade and Clay get to get along yeah swimmingly
1: and so i'm looking at this and i'm thinking okay like if newton's more of a sitting duck than normal it's going to be a rough afternoon for the panthers
0: offense okay I, the the cons are obviously this is a road game yep. and and this is a road game west <laughs> coast to east coast noon i'm start. not worried about the west coast to east coast thing right like it's the start if if it weren't week one it'd be maybe a little more but come on like yep, okay so i'm gonna give that i don't have a problem with it i do it is tough yeah to go road favorite next up Bengals seahawks the play here would be the over yep now it was 44 when we printed the article is it moved up well it to started at
1: 43 it got all the way to 44 now it's 44 and a half where i see so we sort of got it in the middle of that steam um and and it's it's uh you know I think it's still a good play. And, and for a lot of the reasons we said in the article, which is, you know, Seattle's defense last season got by on turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost, you know, key players in Earl Thomas, uh, Justin Coleman, uh, Frank Clark. They do get Clowney back. But the thing about Clowney is Clowney is a great all-around defensive end. The problem with that is the run defense aspect of it doesn't matter that much. Yep. Right? So the, that fact that I still think he's a downgrade as a pass rusher from Frank Clark And then Cincinnati's defense was a bottom unit last season. Not great. Um, A lot lot due to injuries, but also, frankly, due to the fact that, you know, talent-wise in the secondary, they're just simply not there. It took them until, like, August 31st to sign a defensive coordinator. So clearly, like, they're not, you know... So I just think both defenses are right for this. The reason this number is in the below, below 45 and not above 45 is both offenses have question marks, right? right? Seattle at receiver, A.J. Green being out. But I think both of these quarterbacks are good enough to make it into a close kind of, I wouldn't say shootout, but something you know,
0: akin to that. Okay. The, the downside is obviously that both teams run the ball 45 times, and it's 14-10 with two minutes to go. <laughs> Uh, do you like? Here's the thing that I struggle with is uh, having a lock of the week that is a, a total, yeah, versus a spread where you f- you sort of have more life. Well, and we're we alive longer. We run
1: into this last year. Um, the thing about totals and why we, you know, it's often a struggle, and even in college football last week, we were like 80% against the spread and right. uh, like the reverse on totals. Is that football is a non-stationary game, so we don't know like are they going to continue to call holding penalties at the rate that they right. did in the preseason the, yeah. are they going to call pass interference penalties in the rate so if they if the answer is no yes then i like overs if it's yes no i hate overs sure. and we just don't know about that which is why you know we do a fair amount of regressing these things to the meet, to the market number because there's simply just not that the, the information space is just difficult because um you know the the whereas winning football games is pretty stationary The how you win it in terms right. of totals is you want
0: to you want to be it's much easier to root for something where you know the teams are motivated to actually do that as well to yeah. a certain extent than for something where they're less motivated to align where you know so that's obviously winning you know there's more alignment there than actually trying to score points unfortunately for a lot of teams uh do you like this more than rams minus two and a half uh no okay so this one's being wiped off Wiped off the board here. Falcons, Vikings. Now the super contest number is Falcons plus four, unless I have like and that's a, what we ended up So we can stick with plus four. I think it has moved down uh, to three and a half here. The Falcons are a team that has just been a bugaboo for us because <laughs> they have all the pieces, and somehow the sum of their parts manages to under perform what you would expect from that group of players but Matt Ryan a top five quarterback Julio Jones a top five wide receiver over the past three seasons you get Deion Jones back who is maybe aside from Bobby Wagner the best coverage linebacker in the NFL you get rid of Robert Alford who belongs in the Carolina secondary after that performance last season allowing the most uh, yards into his coverage of any cornerback and it's just there's a ton of motivation here for the Falcons to, like, get it together. I think Dan Quinn is probably aligning himself more in what he's best fit to do, which is running the defense. Um, there, If there's some regression to the mean in terms of going for it in short yardage situations. All those things can help the Falcons, like, itty-bitty pieces, which is really all they need because they have all the talent. Getting more than a field goal against your boy, Kurt.
1: Well, here's the thing. Falcons last year were fifth in yards per play. Yep their offensive coordinator is Dirk Cutter, who I know that Todd Monken called some of those plays, but Tampa Bay last season was fourth in yards per play, mm-hmm. and, and they have been good in terms of efficiently running offense for years as much as Winston turns the ball over. That's not Ryan, right? right? So you add those two things together, I think the Falcons' offense is going to move the ball between the 20s. And then the question is, can they score in the red zone, which we both know is noise, right? right. So if they regress that at all towards the mean, they're, they're probably going to be solid offensively. Defensively, I mean, I, I look at their defense and I think, okay, Deion Jones is the best linebacker in this game. Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen are great safeties. Neither played after like week four last year. Mm-hmm. And you look at their corners, Font's a good player. Uh... Oliver's a good player who's you know coming into zone and Demonte KZ I know he's yeah, moving was, from the safety uh, position to the slot but he's got to be better than Brian Poole. and and played well there in college exactly and then Grady Jarrett's the best defensive lineman in this game I don't care what the Vikings fans say he's the best defensive lineman in this game so I think I just think the Falcons match up better and and you know last you know famous last words but I think the Falcons are just simply the better team here they're getting points and as you said on the other side is Kirk Cousins which Well,
0: I'm also worried about Stephon Diggs.
1: Hamstring hamstring. injury. Always
0: a soft tissue injury guy, by the way. Here's the thing that I continue to come back to. We talk about this all the time. Decidedly better quarterback. Decidedly better offense. Getting points. Indoors. Um, So I would say that despite everything telling me no. Yeah. My body is telling me yes. And this one I think I I like a little bit more than Rams because they I like getting points. Yeah, it's always fun. Okay, so we're moving this one ahead of the Rams? Yeah, the only
1: issue is do we grade it at three and a half or four? I would say four, four because we— Four. I we mean, that's where graded. the Super
0: Contest is at. That's yeah. what I'm going to go with. All right. Cowboys, Giants. This one I think is— has moved fluctuated. away from the, us, actually. Yeah. yeah, fluctuated a little bit. We'll call it seven because I think that's the super contest number as well. So uh seven, the Giants on the road, Eli Manning, who supposedly, according to I think it's BetOnline.ag, is <laughs> is worth plus one points to the spread uh versus Daniel Jones, which is hilarious. He was the only quarterback um where they graded him as a worse quarterback than his backup, which is something um the the argument here is obviously the noise around the cowboys is just that it's noise it's a lot of things that are not stable the things that are stable like their passing game not so great and the the giants who were just abysmal last year actually did have quite a few draft picks and sort of by nature of the beast and regression will probably be a little bit better it's just hard when you then look at eli manning and those receivers and you are know, like
1: Dude, but what? but in all honesty, though, you look at that, and we wrote about this in the article, Evan Ingram's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard is a good player. The rest of the receivers, okay, fine. Offensive line's actually pretty good. I mean, they, they've done okay. some work. Zeitler came over from Cleveland. Sure. Will Hernandez was a draft pick last year. Uh, Nate Soldiers, like, fine, right? He's not good, but he's, he's fine. Um, Eli... Obviously, and you have Saquon Barkley, right? And yeah. and, then, and you know that they're going to try to keep the variance high in this game.
0: The, the tough thing for me is that when your best asset is Saquon Barkley, and I haven't seen evidence of you leveraging him in a way yeah. that you should, and the, the strength of the Cowboys is that they have linebackers that can cover, yeah.
1: I think the Cowboys' defense is overrated, though, and I'll tell. And I say I say this because we we, we overreacted because to like every defense s- is overrated. Six game stretch in last season, they after beating the brakes off of the New England or the, uh, New Orleans offense in, in the Thursday night football game after yeah, Thanksgiving, they gave up twenty or more points in every single game. They're I mean they're good. Don't get me wrong, but like after Byron Jones, who's a corner for them that's good. I mean Shadobia Owuji is okay, right? At yeah. safety, I'm not convinced that they're dec- uh, they're good at safety. Obviously, at linebacker, they're fine. Um, but on the defensive front, they don't have Randy Gregory across from Demarcus Lawrence. They have one pass rusher, right? And we know that smart offenses can mitigate good pass rushers. And then here's the last point, and it's and I think this is where I think this is where this handicap goes. I don't think the co- the Giants are have the better quarterback getting points, but if you combine the quarterback and the and the play caller. I think Shermer and Eli are better as a combo than Dak and and Kellen Moore because we have no idea. We have f- no clue. We have no is. clue, right? Where well, we know Shermer is a good offensive coordinator, yeah. and so well, all this is all I know. They're not seven
0: points better. So right,
1: right, right. That's where I land.
0: I mean, it's very compelling. There's also the idea that Zeke being back, they show everyone that Zeke matters. They just feed him the ball. Feed him. He's you know throwing. Uh, uh, cereal in his face. The whole How many game. fumbles does Zeke have? Did you see the picture that someone tweeted out it was like Zeke in like fifth grade took right. a selfie of himself? Like mal- malnourished it,
1: kind of looking? Yeah,
0: him. it was like really not a good look. I was like, wow, Cabo. It's rough. I mean, I know Cabo can be rough on people, but I saw the, the videos of him working out in Cabo, by the way. Tremendous. I would have made him the top favorite running back after seeing him. Do you are you willing to say that the lock of the week in week one? No, come on.
1: It's a good pick. It's a good collection. It's a good part of a collection, but I'm not. I mean, God. Because
0: I kind of like the idea of being like, you know what?
1: This ugly duckling is our pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I like a lot. As much as there are some moves that the Giants have made that are questionable, they, they had a bevy of picks this year. They stuck with them. Unlike the you know, Raiders who lit a few of them on fire, yeah. they presumably made real football picks, which, was, which is something. Um, okay, so we still have Falcons in the lead. I think so. Last but not least, the Steelers go into the Patriots, the ring ceremony. Gronk's going to be there. Yeah, It's in New England. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, the Patriots are a team that no one believes in. I don't know if you know that. No one believes in them this year because they don't have Gronk. Brady's old, and that self, and that little bit of doubt, you know, is going to be plastered to their locker room. Brady is motivated. Yeah. And it's five and a half instead of six.
1: What do the pa- so? Here is the thing with the Patriots because people talk about how they dump games early in the season. Mm-hmm. But not. But that. it's a strategic right because last season they played Houston in Week One. Mm-hmm. They ended up with the same record as Houston, and they got the two seed because they beat them in Week One. Right? They they obviously cared about that game. Okay, they lose to Jacksonville. I, Jacksonville was a contender at the time, but Bill Belichick's smart enough to know that like any team with Bortles is never going to be a consideration. Yeah. Week three, they lose to Detroit, non non conference game. They beat Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for the, if, they, if they would have gotten the tiebreaker, they would have won it. I, I think they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Miami. Like, those are teams that aren't going to compete with them. So in theory, like, they're smart enough to know what we think, which is Pittsburgh is going to be a good team this year. My, so I'm ready to throw away the whole New England doesn't try in the early yeah. part of the season here. The only issue is, is I do think, and people gave us crap for saying this, but I do think Big Ben gets better this year. He led the NFL in interceptions. He did not have a good year last year, even for our grades. I don't care if he led the league in passing yards. He also led the league in attempts and yak, and yak. So I'm ready to throw that out. I just I do like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is a good team, and I and I struggle, I struggle with reasons why reasons to fade them, except for one. And you brought this up yesterday, which is great. The New England pass defense i think when they have one they have one target on if sunday one that's guy to smith, stop juju smith schuster
0: i to me there is a bit of a learning curve for ben and juju and there's no worse way to get indoctrinated than against bill belichick the the patriots were did not look good against the steelers last year that was sort of an embarrassing game for them brady was, did not yeah. play well had like a busted coverage touchdown to hogan and that was really it the motivation to me is very strong for the Patriots here and very important. I would be shocked if the Patriots were not wiser than the common man and saw that the Steelers are a legit contender and will probably only get better as the season goes on, right? I think you can be bullish on the Steelers. I will be bullish on the Steelers regardless of, of the pick in this game uh, for the entire season. I actually think, you know, after they lose this game by 14, that's when you they'll be
1: juicy on the market. That's
0: when you double down, right? Especially after that impressive Browns win against the Tennessee Titans. And there's a, another component to this this Patriots defense, which is they lost Trey Flowers. I think their pass rush got better. Yeah, I, well. <laughs> they, they get Michael Bennett, who's going to give you what 85 percent of Trey Flowers, and then you get Chase Vinovich, who, for all the pass uh, preseason, does not matter, was the highest graded guy yeah. in the preseason. At, well, and Jamie Collins, who played edge for Cleveland, is going to be a blitzing true. nightmare for that defense. The, I mean, Bill Belichick schemed up more off-ball linebacker pressures than any other yeah. uh, defensive coordinator last year. <laughs> Hightower and Van Noy had twenty-seven in the postseason combined alone. Yeah. So, um, the the tough thing here is that the Steelers and Big Ben are just they're never gonna they're never gonna give up. Yeah, they're just gonna keep. You know, if they're down. 21, right? They're just going to keep chucking it up there. They're going to yeah. give it, you know. They they are a proud team, um, and that's the tricky thing with backing. That's the tricky thing with backing a
1: a team by more than a field goal. We saw this when they played the Chiefs, right? Yeah. They got up by 17, and the other team's going to come back on them. And even though the Patriots win, you don't get the cover because you know there's tons of space between zero and five and a half, right? So that that's really where I I, I I'm concerned. And for the very same reason I like the Falcons game more than I like this is because you have all those key numbers on your way to covering uh, in the Patriots. You surrender three and four. Uh, you do get six and seven, but um, I'm just not sure.
0: I'm torn. I'm real torn for that exact same reason, because it's hard for me as much as the Falcons are near and dear to my heart. There are some things that they need to they need to change a little bit systemically for them. I think to be all they can be, for the Patriots I don't feel that way. Right? I'm very confident in their in their process and what they're going to do. Very confident that Bill Belichick is a better coach than Mike Tomlin, for example. I, and I really think Mike yeah. Tomlin does some things very well, but just that's I think know, I do no think the Steelers
1: and the Steelers are a slow starting team as well. I mean last well, season, lost the pre- last, last season they, they with
0: uh, <laughs> with Tyrod. Yeah, and we backed them
1: that game too. That was that was part of our great September where you have 14 point lead. In the fourth, with four minutes you gotta left, throw you it don't away cover.
0: As quickly as you can. Yeah. All right, so your your vote is for the Falcons.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh man. Oh, it's rough. This is the content that people tune people, in live people, for,
1: yeah. including including family
0: members. Apparently, <laughs> shout out to my mom and sister who are watching. Yeah. Um, good thing I didn't, you know cuss it's a good thing we're live because yeah. you know yeah, yeah true um all right i'm i'm willing to ride with you into this dark night um falcons plus four hey week one lock of the week do it for us pff falcons <laughs> oh my god i'm already sweating this is terrible <laughs> oh my god the only the other benefit of the patriots is that it doesn't happen till the end of the night right so like they you know they somehow don't cover and then all of a sudden you're like well i'm so tired at least i'm gonna go to bed now the falcons are gonna you know yeah give up some weird kirk cousins end of game 80 yard scramble right 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 uh, at the end of the game to to lose it um all right we're going to the falcons plus four in minnesota it's the week one lock of the week. Hopefully, we'll be making some donations. we are you doing? We did 50, uh, I think. I think 100 collectively, yeah. 100 collectively. So um, hopefully, we'll be making some donations this week. If you want to get involved with us, I recommend it. Um, I mean, gambling is fun, in my opinion, because it's like a competition. It's like a sport, right? So you might as well do some good uh, at the same time, because I doubt that you're making uh, some huge killing off of it. Unless you're, you're a pro, in which case, more power to you. Um, let's close out with this. Cincy Y.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing notable about the Cincy Y this week is the fact that you absolutely obliterated me yesterday in basketball. <laughs> uh, and in fact, and, and the funny thing is, is like, I think I played well. I just didn't play good enough. Like, I had like an 8 nothing lead on you, and I don't you think won. I scored again.
0: You were up in game one, 8-1. to one, And... Uh, I'm resilient. You are resilient, if and nothing else,
1: and super competitive. And and I, like I said, I'm a week and a half away from where I, from where I want to be physically.
0: So I I, I get You've been tired. Saying this for a while. <laughs> I
1: get tired, uh, in the second and third game. So
0: to your credit, the first time that we played one on one, which you was thought it many was. months ago, it was sort of a disaster. <laughs> You've really picked it up to the point where you know it's a legitimate um, contest now. I think we still need to get to the point where. Um, so Phil Jackson in one of his books talked about how he and, um, I think it was Bill Bradley played like one-on-one, but they played full court. (laughs) That's where we got to get to. We're playing full court. My one story for this week is if you guys do not know about Bruce Gradkowski, you might want to check out Twitter because, because Bruce fired some shots. Bruce came in here. He rolled up the sleeves in that seat that you're sitting right there and really flexed, came out strong. He did. I feel like it's a personal attack. I can you. Yeah. I feel like that was a personal, this is, this is my house. You're not going to come into my house and flex on me like that. That's true. I, of course. And yet I wore sleeves for this podcast. Oh, I know.
1: Well, we can't turn into bro football
0: focus <laughs> in one to, day. I was just in trying to tee day. you after to that. yeah, you know.
1: I, Maybe you two should play one-on-one basketball because Bruce is good as Bruce's you. Bruce is a professional you. athlete look
0: i 'm just trying yeah i'm just trying to make it through <laughs> yeah, right, the day right. here Same. and he 's coming in and flexing on me in my turf it's it's it 's rough. I will say um, that Bruce has a pretty nice pull up three
1: he does he's he and, and the thing about Bruce is that he has no fear.
0: he will take every well, shot if, why would you he has to especially when you 're playing <laughs> with, uh, us. with us but um, i I need to figure out we need to put our heads together and think about a way. In a non-douchey way That I can fire back Because I, my one thought was Alright well just do the You podcast. rolled up your sleeves I'm just going to go shirtless for this podcast <laughs> I don't think that would have gone over well no, no. Especially with my, my family Apparently watching That would have been a bad look for me um, Although did you see uh, Is it Joe Thomas and um, Andrew Hawkins mm-hmm. they, they had some like Flexing picture oh for their pod i wonder if their numbers went up from that
1: uh what do you think probably not <laughs>
0: probably not Ah, oh, it's a bummer all right uh that was our pod enjoy the game tonight and we will be back this is an important note actually very important note we will be back sunday night because from here we're moving onward we are the week is basically over monday night football is usually eh. so we're gonna look ahead to the next week and a little bit of monday night On Sunday night, we're going to burn the midnight oil with you as we did last year after Sunday Night Football is done, after we're done working. Um, So make sure you check that out on your commute or whatever you do on Monday morning. Maybe it's just hanging out in bed. Whatever it is, we'll be there with you. See you guys.